Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Pat on Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. podcast i'm ryan and we got sean in here hey guys and we have no one else it's just <laughs> me and sean tonight um yeah we thought it you know i go back to work tomorrow or the day this comes out for the first time in three months and uh thought it'd be cool to do a little episode to you know go over you know, Sean had a little bit of time off due to the virus thing, too. And, you know, we both were able to get out more and fish more than we usually would. And uh, just thought it'd be cool to, you know, just kind of go over, you know, some of the stuff we learned, how we progressed since we've, you know, had a little extra time. And uh, just talk about some of that kind of stuff. So, uh Sean, I guess welcome to the show. Yeah, Thanks, I mean, man. I'm used to saying that to somebody. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's definitely been an interesting time. I mean, the it's been a crazy time. I just, I it seems like forever ago when things were normal. But uh, um, and and with my work, I I had a couple of weeks where I'd work one week on at on site and one week at home, one week at on site. So the weeks I work from home, uh, I'd get done at three and I'd be at home so I could just run out. It gave, definitely gave me more time to fish, uh, in the evenings. So, uh, definitely thankful for that. Um, and, 
going out to the lake, uh, it, it was kind of a double-edged sword because while I had more time to fish, so did everybody else. So I could definitely notice a lot more traffic on the lakes. But um, the the times when, you know, it wasn't super ideal fishing either, it might have been a little bit rainy or uh, it was colder than normal. Uh, there was times where I did have the lake all to myself and, and actually did well some of those times. Um, so that was definitely interesting. Yeah, and mentioning that, dude, it is crazy how many people are kayaking now. I guess, you know, being off work or or even if they were working, you know, having more like that extra time where they'd normally like I guess go hang out with friends or whatever or go out and do something where you can't do that now. Um they had to find something to fill the time, so they went out and bought a kayak. You can't hardly find a kayak in stores right now. Right. I, was in a, I was in Academy the other day, and they had like two kayaks, and they were both pedal drive kayaks, like the Pelican pedal drive and something else. I can't remember what it was, but that, that's all they had. All the, you know, the cheaper ones and all that, all gone. And, you know, I... I'm the type of person, you know, I look on Facebook Marketplace constantly just browsing. And I've noticed a lot of people, you know, on these cheaper kayaks that are normally like $250 new. You know, they're, they're posting used ones for sale for like, you know, $350, $400. And I'm like, what is going What? Yeah. I've seen the same thing. Uh, my my youngest daughter, we have like one of those real cheap little six footers for her. And um, the last time I took her out, she actually, I was pulling her with my kayak and she fell off of it. And she's like, Dad, I want a bigger kayak. So I've just been looking on Facebook Marketplace for something used and uh, maybe a, a 10 footer, like a Pelican or something. Just something I was like, oh, I'll just get her a, a cheap one that's bigger. And there is nothing. Everything is either crazy priced or like you said, or, or, you know, or they're just, they're not there. I mean, I think people are just buying them so quick. Um, one of our local outfitters, five mountain outfitters by me, he's restocked and sold out twice now in like a month. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's good for the kayak shops. Right. But, right. You know, he went from really struggling to kind of rocking it at the moment so it's it's definitely good for them so yeah and you know i've uh i've kind of, you know went in my browsing i've kind of looked for a kayak that like maybe my daughter who's about to be 11 you know something a sit on top for her and you know maybe something my wife can use and you know even <clears throat> in that same kayak something like a a throw and go boat that I could use if I wanted to. And somebody posted one of those, uh, it's like one of those $600 Pelicans. I can't remember the exact name of it, but they posted it for like 300 bucks and said it was basically brand new. And, you know, it, you know, it shows how long ago they posted it. I sent them a message with like, like six minutes after they posted it and somebody else had already, jumped on it so it was crazy yeah now i i uh i had a friend of mine who was selling his hobie uh kind of the same thing i did he just he got into it recently and then uh he uh decided he wanted to go back to paddling he just didn't like pedaling 
and uh, he sold his Hobie in like six hours. And because I was like, oh, because I at one point I was actually considering possibly selling mine and getting a pedal drive with instant reverse just because I was still getting used to that. And I really I was like, maybe I, I do want something that's instant reverse. I've since kind of given up on that idea. I've kind of gotten used to pulling the tab to pedal backwards and stuff and getting more comfortable with it uh, with the Hobie. But um, he said, hey, he's like. I sold mine in, in, in what, uh, just a few hours and I have seven other people who are keep emailing me about it. So if you want to sell yours, I, you can probably do it. it. Right. So, um, and I kind of hemmed and hauled and I, I went out quite a few more times after that. And I'm to the point now where I'm pretty comfortable and I don't think I, the trade-offs that I would have had to do, I mean, I still, I love the layout of the Hobie, like the cockpit area, just where everything is where exactly where I would put it. And, I was looking at the other boats and they either didn't have rod holders where I'd want them or um, there wasn't pockets for things. And just, it just, I didn't like the layouts of most of the other boats. So uh, I decided to stick with it. And, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I could have, it's crazy how, how, how the market for kayaks is just completely on fire right now. Just this morning I went out and uh, to a lake I'd never been to before. Our friends of mine invited me. Uh, just to go check it out, and um, I could not believe them out. And they were now a majority of them were the cheaper like pelicans and stuff like that. But um, there's still a ton of people out. Um, it's funny though when I go past them, and they see me pedaling, they all everybody's like, "Hey, look at that! That's for, you know, look, he's not even using a paddle." Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely uh, fun. But uh, and I I like showing people just at the ramp. I had a guy asking me, he's like how stable is that? And I was like, oh, it's great. You know, and he, I was like, I stand up all the time. He's like, you stand up in that? Thing? I was like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, I was like, you want to try it? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's okay. But uh, yeah, so it's neat. I like talking to people uh, about it and definitely growing the sport that way. So yeah, I think it's awesome that the kayak community is booming, but in the same sense, I believe they talked about it the other night on the anniversary episode. You know, we, the education really needs to be out there because with all those people buying kayaks, there's going to be several of them, you know, not wearing a PFD, not knowing, you know, how to maneuver it in certain situations that could be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Um, you know, just here, like last weekend, I was on the river and it was like a shallow <clears throat> area and Apparently there was like this, like a uh, state park around here does like a drop off and, and lets you float back down to the park. Okay. And there were people that, you know, not experienced in kayaking or whatever, going down like these rapids and, it, you know, shallow rapids and it's, it's nothing like too crazy, but there's like a big rock in the middle of this one part and this lady was on a tandem kayak with her son on it, hit this rock and stopped immediately. Another lady hit her and flipped over. And I just so happened to come around the corner paddling upstream uh, and saw them. And this lady's like, can you help them? So, so I went over there and, you know, took lady's kayak back to her, let her help her get on there and then flipped the, lady and her son back around to uh help you know get her going again but like you know if uh, I, they were kind of panicking a little bit and you know if somebody 
or if I wouldn't have been there, or somebody else wouldn't have been there to help them out, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if their lives were in danger or anything, but that lady was definitely about to lose her kayak. If I wouldn't have jumped out and grabbed it because it was flowing downstream. <laughs> to where they were in PFDs at least. Um, you know, I, in the heat of the moment, I didn't really look, but I don't think so. See, and that's they, what they might me. have been. I, I can't remember. I see people, a lot of people that aren't wearing them. And, 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 and I guess, you know, I don't fish the river as much as lakes, but even on a lake, bad things can happen. And, um, oh, just, uh, just maybe a month ago, I, I, the same Lake Rebin that I fish a lot, they had, uh, the rescue people called out for a uh, flipped kayak and boaters in the water without, you know, so it's, it's definitely, it definitely happens. And, and, I think the more we, you know, as you're right, as the sport grows, we, there definitely has to be a component of teaching that that safety, uh, controlling your kayak, all the different safety uh, things to keep in mind. Uh, you know, I know in Pennsylvania you have to have uh, a whistle on your vest. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm guessing that if you're not wearing a vest, you probably don't have a whistle either. So there are definitely things that people need to learn and there's a lot more to it than just going to, you know, wherever and getting uh, the cheapest kayak you can get. I mean, I'm all for people getting out on the water, but uh, you definitely have to do it the right way. So, yeah, I was actually talking to a guy last week. This guy was like six five, and you know, he's talking about like trying to find a cheap kayak. I'm like, dude, you do not want a cheap kayak. Like, if you're gonna do it, you know. You you need to get a decent kayak. You need to spend decent money on it because you're a bigger dude, and you know one you ain't gonna be comfortable. Right, you're two, not gonna enjoy it. Yeah, and two, you're not gonna be near as stable as you're gonna want to be. Right. But uh, so yeah, so get back to what we originally talked about. What we were gonna talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a good little rabbit hole. Um, happens. So, do do you feel like you you know you were able to get out a little more when you were having your weeks off and everything? So, do you feel like you've uh, progressed? You know, any from that from being able, you know you hear all the time people talk about like how to become a better angler to say time on the water. So, with that a little bit extra time on the water, you know, do you feel like that's helped you? I do somewhat. Um, I'm still kind of frustrated at myself that I continuously fall back to the wacky rig when I don't have any, when I'm, I try, I try, I'll go out and say, okay, I want to learn a jig. I'm only going to throw a jig and then I'll throw a jig for an hour and a half and be like, I haven't gotten a bite yet. I'm going to switch to the wacky rig because I know I can get bites. So, and I, every time I go out and I'm like, I need to just leave the wacky rig at home because it's my, you know, my go-to and if it's there and I'm not catching fish, I switch to it. So, um, I'm, I'm frustrated kind of at myself a little bit about for having that opportunity to fish more and not doing anything other than throwing the wacky rig. Cause I know it'll work. Um, I did throw Ned rigs, uh, a little bit and had some success on that. So, um, and I actually, I just got a new rod. I was, um, St. Croix had a, a B 
B-series rod sale where they, they something is cosmetically wrong with these rods. Like the one I had in the middle of the real seat, it had like a little notch out of it. Doesn't affect it at all, but it wasn't cosmetically perfect, so they had to sell it as a B. Some, I guess they said sometimes the logos are crooked or something like that, and I could care less. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, instead real. of 150 bucks, it was like 74. So I just got a nice, it's a medium, but it has ultra-fast tips, so I'm thinking it's going to be a really good... Uh, um, Ned rig rod and you know, uh, kind of a more finessey kind of thing. So, um, I'm super excited to try that out. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. I just got me a new rod too, but it wasn't on sale. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. <laughs> I, I, I got uh, one of those Duckett Jacob, Jacob Wheeler series rods, and you know, I fished a jigs-only tournament last night, and it, dude... I hung into a, a 18 incher and that thing, it, it performed flawlessly. You know, it, I don't know, it felt good whenever, you know, I set the hook and was reeling it in and everything. I felt like I had the leverage and, uh, something I didn't necessarily, you know, feel before, but, uh, yeah, so that was pretty sweet. I, I, I'm liking it. You know, I didn't get it on discount like you, but, I like it. Good. So, how about you? Have you? Do you think you've tried other things, or or what? How, in what ways have you learned? So, I, I've actually, I haven't used the same old stuff that I would normally use. You know, it would be a jig or whopper plopper for the most part this time of year, and now, up until last night, that jigs only tournament, I hadn't thrown a jig really since probably like late April, um, mid-April maybe. But, uh, you know, I've gotten into some other things. You know, I've caught my first few chatterbait fish. Um, I've caught, uh, you know, that, you know, that Wicked Willow from Wicked Weights that we talked about in last week's episode that right there is my go-to right now. Like that's all I really want to throw. And, you know, I got to credit a little bit of that to Josh Smith over at the dark waters kayak fishing podcast, because he, I was on his podcast after mine and his matchup in the paddle and fence spring madness bracket tournament. And, uh, we were talking about it and we were like kind of going over what me and, you know, uh, me and his matchup, and, uh, so, you know, he was talking about, it, he's like, he's like, yeah, you caught a couple small fish at the beginning, but like, I wasn't too worried because you're, you know, you're throwing a jig. You didn't really have like a search bait, um, to like really find the fish or like a search bait technique or whatever. You know, I was mm-hmm. thinking about that. It's like, I really don't, you know, I'm, I'm throwing stuff that you cast out and, you know, and you work slowly. I, I don't really have anything that, I, that I'm moving quickly. It, it, for that time of year, you know, now in the mornings, you know, I could throw a whopper plopper 
And I don't even want to do that now because of this wicked willow. <laughs> um, you know, that was my thing last year, but this year I haven't really thrown it much at all. But uh yeah, that's kind of whenever I picked that up after talking to him, like I I need some type of you know search technique. And uh and you know, I got a couple of those wicked willows and one day I was like, you know, let me put it on there and started catching fish and i love it now uh, i'm still still getting used to it i have caught one fish on it so far i had and i had one come off but i still i'm not i don't know something about not knowing if there's fish in where i'm throwing it i don't have that confidence yet that even if they're you know that that i'm gonna throw it and then i will find the fish I, to me it's i'm like i just don't trust that there's fish everywhere i'm throwing it and i don't know if that not having that confidence uh, is hurting me with my my hookup percentage or just feeling bites or whatever. But or if I'm even you know not that you can throw it incorrectly. I mean if you're pretty much throwing it out there and bringing it back to you, even if you're doing it on the bottom or on the middle water column. I mean, but I, I just don't have the same confidence in that I do. It's it's as I catch more, I'm sure it will come, but it's definitely still not not something I would be like oh yeah i i know i can catch them on this yeah uh dude i don't even know i just pretty much throw it all day you know i, I take like four rods out with me and here lately it's been you know i might pick up another one of the rods for a you know for a little bit but you know after you know 20 30 minutes of not catching anything like let me go back to this not saying in that 20 30 minutes i would have caught a fish with that but i feel I, I don't know i feel confident with it now um but yeah i, I feel like i've you know got to try a couple more techniques i feel like something i've never really done is i've been able to really like break water down being off work and you know where normally i'd go fishing like one day like every two weeks like every other saturday or sunday something like that and now um you know I've, I've been fishing at least once a week sometimes two or three times a week you know when i was preparing for my matchup against ricketts in the spring madness bracket tournament i think i fished like three or four days that week and then the week after that i fished three or four days when i went up to kentucky and like that's completely ab un not normal for me so i think uh one thing that's definitely helped me with that too is being in the noobs tournament um it gives me an incentive to go out and try and better my numbers if it wouldn't be for that i probably wouldn't feel well I, you know i try and go out as much as i can uh keeping my wife happy and everything but uh um I think having the noobs tournament in the back of my mind and thinking, you know, like even right now, I'm, I feel like I have one fish I know I could upgrade if I just go out, you know, all I need would need like is like a 16 inch fish and I can blow away that one 14 and a quarter. That's still my lowest one and, and jump up a few spots in the rankings. You know, that's always in the back of my mind and it's definitely um, kind of been driving me to get out more uh, if possible. So I, I think that's helped me a lot. Yeah, and I've actually struggled this month with the new tournament. I haven't been able, I haven't gotten out as much 
this month as I did last month. I've still been getting out quite a bit, but uh, I've struggled finding them. I've struggled finding size as well. You know, last night after that tournament, I finally had enough fish to fill out my limit on the noob tournament. Um, so I got five fish now, but like I have 18 incher that I caught last night. And then all the rest of mine are small. You know, my, I'm pulling it up right now for me. And, and I didn't move like anywhere. I think I skipped one place last night whenever I uploaded two fish. I did <laughs> so look at it. That's, yeah. that's how far behind I was. But, uh, yeah, after that 18 inch, my next biggest fish is 13 and a half. And then my smallest is 10 and a half. Okay. But, you know, I've had some issues, you know, not, not only when I do get out, I've had issues, you know, finding fish, finding the bigger fish. Uh, I, I feel like some of that's due to the weather change, you know, we're kind of post post spawn now i guess but uh and then i've also had you know i haven't really talked about this a whole lot but i've had issues with my kayak and so it's been harder to get out not having my kayak you know uh i had to do a warranty claim with my kayak and jackson is taking care of me awesome like they're doing awesome and getting me straight in the way but uh you know they're wanting to fix the issue that i was having before they give me another kayak so it don't happen again so i haven't gotten one back yet so hopefully in a week or two i'll have that and i'll i'll be uh getting at it again well i say that i'm gonna be working so <laughs> probably won't be getting at it as much as i want to but uh yes yeah, Weather's been tough here, too. It seems like every night uh, I'll, I'll be like, okay, Thursday night I should be able to go when I get home from work. And then I'll get home from work and it'll be like, oh, thunderstorms in your area. I'm like, oh, man, you know. And and every time I feel like I, I could get time to go, a lot of times it's just the time of year that you're going to have those pop-up thunderstorms. I actually went out, uh, what, what day was it? Uh, I think Tuesday or Wednesday of this week um, with thunderstorms in the area and just took a chance that they passed the lake by and i heard rumblings of thunder often in the distance but it never got to me and i actually ended up having a half decent night so it was worthwhile i just had to you know not worry about what the forecast said and just go try it and know if if it comes i got to get off the water so yeah and for people that you know are newer they just heard him say that you know just be smart about that you know you don't want to get caught in the water with lightning because water and lightning are not a good mixture for you know but uh but yeah, if you can get out before rain, I, here lately, that's been, like, the money spot for me. Like, that barometric pressure changes, and, you know, they just start biting. And uh, so I've, I've been I've been loving, you know, storms coming in. Let me get out to the water real quick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Speaking was, of that, since, since they did the, uh, since uh, Josh and Brad did the podler or the angler podcast about and talking about some of the uh, challenges that they do, I signed up for like all of them. And I was like, well, heck, if I'm using this uh, angler thing anyway, I might as well record the 
catches I get and at least get in the running for these challenges. Because, I mean, you can just sign up. And most of them are just like catch five fish or catch ten fish in this amount mm-hmm. of time. So I'm like, well, heck, I'm going to. Uh, so And I've been playing more with that app in the meantime, you know, after I, after that, I heard that podcast and, um, I really do, I really am starting to, you know, get more into it. I like the information that I'm getting. I need to go through and put my gear in and stuff. So that's more helpful, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely a cool, uh, concept and everything. My issues, I always forget to, you know, turn on my, my tracking thing. And then what I, and then, you know, when I catch a fish, it's not synced up and I always forget to hit the button. And uh, so I need to get in the habit of remembering to do that. I've done it the last yeah. several times now. Yesterday on, uh, yeah, yesterday when I was out, I forgot to stop my trip. So it recorded my whole drive <laughs> home. Uh, so I ended up having like a 30 mile trip instead of a, you know, two mile trip. But uh, wow, you're busy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, my fish catch marks were still there, so um, that's really what I was most worried about. So, um, but yeah, that's definitely another thing I've been playing with and learning more from. But um, that's cool. So, man. Yeah, how about tournaments that you've done? Like, uh, what what kind of things have you been? Uh, that's another thing besides the noobs tournament. I know, obviously, we've both been, you know, plugging away at that. But you've done a few other ones, right? Yeah, I. Uh... Let's see, the local group here, you know, I don't usually get to make it out to many of their events because, you know, mo- most of their, like, their points events are on Tuesday nights or or Saturdays. Well, generally, you know, Tuesday night I can't make because I work out there by one of the lakes that they usually do it at, but I live, like, 45 minutes away. And so by the time I get off work, drove home, loaded up my kayak, all my gear and everything, and then drove back. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to make it. And then it goes to like after nine o'clock at night and then, you know, do awards and everything and then drive home, you know, and then got to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning the next morning. Yeah. That, that would that, suck. And, and then oh, I can't generally, yeah, then generally the kids are in sports. So my Saturdays are taken taken up not now because everything got canceled due to the virus um but so being off they've had a couple of their like smaller events like they have one thing called the 444 i can't remember if i've talked about it on here or not but um so what it is they have four groups of four people and each group will go out for four hours and you know compete against each other and uh, I did one, and that was like early into this, like right at, it was like a week after I got off work. So it was like very late March, very early April, something like that. <clears throat> and uh, I skunk, I, I pre fished one day. I'd never fished the area or the lake before. And uh, so um, I skunked. I, I, I caught one fish in pre-fishing and I skunked during the event. Um, then I did another one. I did it the same time. Like I just did, did it together with my round against Ricketts in the spring madness tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I caught four <clears throat> fish. I ended up winning that. And so if you win it, you know, the four winners from that, and then they'll do a loser's round where everybody that, 
lost in their round can go fish that and uh and then the winner of that gets into the championship round so there's five people and uh, so we're about to do the championship round I, I i think we agreed to friday that's one of the cool things about it is you all get together and you can agree to a time and place to do it yourself uh they just want want you to do it within like a week or two like to get it done so they can keep it moving right but uh so yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm not too hopeful of having my kayak back before we do that championship but you know it would be cool to get my kayak back uh but we're looking at i believe friday morning for that because uh, i'll be off for the fourth of july holiday on that friday right um and then last night you know i did a uh a tournament with them it was a jigs only tournament and uh you know i borrowed my dad's kayak he's got like a i think it's like a 12 foot ocean kayak you know it's 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 an okay kayak but it's not what i'm used to um you know i i had to get me some uh jig master jigs to go for that <laughs> um the wind was insane at first and with my pedal drive normally that wouldn't be that big a deal but at midway usa we know the ar-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern american history known for its modularity and widespread use it's often considered essential to any gun collection the essential things you need to run an ar-15 are usually always in stock during shortages things like magazines and 5.56 ammo whether you're looking to buy a new ar-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, it was a big deal last night. <laughs> and so what I kind of did, I found this bank that I had got against and just let the wind push me down this bank while I was casting at it, which, you know, kind of worked, but it was kind of pushing me a little too fast. You know, there's this other guy in this Hobie 360 that was just holding in a spot, fishing offshore a little bit, and... You know, I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I got in this cove that out of the wind, tried to fish it, didn't get nothing. Um, I caught my first fish, I think, like an hour and a half into the tournament. It, it was from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. And, you know, I, I got me that 18-incher. Uh, I'd actually gotten a couple bites. I, I, I think a lot of people had the issue that I had was getting a lot of like short strikes or they like just bump it. They wouldn't take it. Um, I did have another bite on the flipping jig. Well, I didn't actually like, feel a bite. I just saw my line start running and I went to set the hook and I don't know what happened. I don't know if I just had the right, just the right angle where I yanked it out of his mouth or what, but didn't get that. But the same thing happened with the 18 incher. I didn't feel a bite. I just felt it start running. And at first I thought it was because I was floating this way. So I was like, wait, that's, that's going a little faster than it has been. So set the hook, brought in that 18 incher, um, got a couple more bites. You know, a lot of people struggled last night. Uh, so I'm not sure what was wrong, uh, but I got that one on the flipping jig. And then my second fish I got on, on the swim jig. 
And, uh, yeah, it was a 13 and a half. It was a three fish tournament. I only ended up with the two fish, but I, I still finished second place. You know, first place was the only person that had caught three fish. Okay. And, uh, and I think they ended up with something like 51 inches total. And okay. I had 31 and a half with my two fish. So I was like, all I needed was a 20 incher and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he, he had me, he, he beat me for big fish by a quarter inch. Oh, you know, wow. It's 18 and a quarter and I was 18. Well, that, that, uh, that brings me up an interesting topic. You're talking about fishing in the wind and, uh, it was windy where I was fishing yesterday too. Now I ended up catching a 20 incher, my personal best actually, um, so, uh, but I struggled almost the whole time because I was throwing wacky rig and with the bow in my line, I couldn't see, I couldn't, I it took away my sensitivity cause yeah. I had so much line out. I almost switched to throwing something different because I was like, it's just not working. But then I caught that fish and then I was like, well, I guess I'll keep doing it a little <laughs> bit longer. But I was cu- curious, like, what do you do in that sense? Like, uh, cause um, I guess with jig fishing, it's a little different cause it's going to take it down. It's not going to be floating down like a wacky worm is right. It's just going to go down and then your bow is gone for the most part. Right. Not necessarily. Cause I was, I was dealing with that a little bit too with, you know, that bow and, you know, I kind of had to get out of the wind for a little bit, you know, getting that little cove and, uh, the wind started chilling out after a little bit. And then it would come and burst, you know, blow hard for a little bit and chill out. And blow. But uh, it, I'm sure the jig is a lot better than the wacky rig, you know, just because it's a little heavier. Um, but I think I just kind of worked it a little faster. And then I swapped to the swim jig a little more because there, I was just, I was just kind of steadily swimming it. And so, you know, that helps keep that line tight. You know, just when you're constantly reeling, I guess. But uh, you know that that'd be a good thing to talk about with somebody. Sometime. Who knows what they're doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I in the, in those instances uh, a few times I've had luck where this was a uh, I was fishing a riprack bank and I was trying to do the same thing you said about where I I paddled up so that the wind would blow me down parallel to that bank, but. If I cast casted forward, I would either catch up to it qu- too quickly, and if I cast it behind me, I'd be dragging it. And then the wacky rig doesn't work like that. It it has to fall straight down, or it's not right. Yeah, I definitely feel like in that scenario, you have to have a faster moving technique. You know, it it was hard. You know, with the flipping jig to do that, the swim jig, you know, wasn't as bad. Um, but yeah, but. You know, I would like to talk to somebody. You, you hear people talk about like you know fishing banks where the wind is blowing, like like the, the wind blowing bank, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm curious how they really fish it, what techniques they use, how they keep themselves off the bank. Right. I'm. I mean, a pedal drive, I'm sure, would help out a lot, but I didn't have that last night. Right. Um. But yeah. Yeah, we'll have to find a, somebody to talk to about that. So, if any of you listeners have any ideas who we could talk to that would be good to talk to about that? Uh, hit us up in the comments. So, yeah, let us know. Um, you fished a tournament here recently as well. 
I did. Uh, Paul Strom, the guy we had on who talked about Heroes on the Water, um, he's also a member of the local uh, kayak anglers of Central PA that I'm in. And um, he had said, hey, uh, the first kayak anglers tournament. Now, they they had done uh, a couple of kind of uh, like head-to-head matchups where they had four or five anglers going head-to-head. And that was like their first tournaments when things first started opening up. And I did do that one, but I unfortunately went in the very first group and it was like still freezing cold. It was like, you know, temperatures were in the 30s and the wind was blowing like crazy that day. So I, I think I caught one fish and was so glad that I didn't skunk. Um, but uh, I ended up being last place in my grouping. And then, you know, but uh, but now the, the event that I fished last Saturday was the first real event that the uh, kayak anglers put on. And um Paul had just asked me and said, hey, are you planning on fishing that? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's two hours from here, someplace I've never fished. I don't even know where to launch from. I don't even know. I, I mean, I read what the boundaries were, but I wasn't familiar with the area at all. He's like, oh, well, dude, come out with us. So he kind of let me tag along with him all day. And um, it was a, it was cool. It was a float. Uh, they, we put in and floated for, I think we fished from 6 till 2.30 um so we floated the whole way down the susquehanna um from 6 15 to 2 30 and uh, i actually uh because i was in the river uh, i haven't had a ton of wacky rig success in the river so i started out throwing the wicked willow and i threw that um for the better part of the day and that's i caught a nice uh smallmouth uh i forget how big it was but it ended up being good enough for eighth place in the tournament um just one fish it, uh the, a lot of the guys struggled um but uh it was definitely a good learning experience for me watching you know people who uh knew what they were doing or at least had more experience than i did and that was the first time it was i can't tell you how nice it was just to float and not have to worry about having to paddle back upstream um yeah. when, when i go out on the river it's i almost always uh have to if i float downstream i gotta paddle back up so either i start off by paddling upstream so i know i'll float back to where i put in or i know that if i float downstream i got to go back up so it was nice being able to just float downstream and not worry uh about having to backtrack so that was interesting too um and i'm looking forward to um paul told me i can you know tag along with them uh for the next one uh, next month's tournament so i'm kind of looking forward to that as well um but just i mean between that and the noobs tournament and the pal and fin bracket challenge i have fished so much more this year than i have all the last you know how many years combined it's just been definitely a ton of time on the water that i i haven't been able to take advantage of until this year part of that partly because of the the covid stuff but just more part of it is just intentionally trying to get out as much as i can yeah, and, you know, I, I calculated up not too long ago. You know, I I calculated up my first, like, five years of bass fishing, how many fish I caught, and it wasn't that many. It was, like, 17 within, like, total within the five years. Okay. And then last year, I blew that, uh, I blew that out of the water with, like, 36 fish in 2019. And I calculated not too long ago. I can't remember how many it was, but I had already, you know, beat my 2019 number. 
and you know we still got a lot of the year left so i'm excited to see what i can do uh by the end of the year same here i i just i feel like i feel like i've learned so much through doing this podcast through uh just all the connections that i've made uh through the podcast through uh heroes on the water through kayak anglers um so many people have reached out and offered to show me how to do something or or take me with them or you know so i'm grateful for that and i like you said i i mean i i no longer have a super bad fear of getting skunked every time i go out i mean it still happens but way less than it has in the past so i feel like something's improving i i I don't know exactly where to put my finger on it as to what it is or a combination of things but uh, I'm just super psyched to be able to be seeing results from all the time that I've been putting in. So, yeah, and you've been killing it in the noob tournaments, man. You've been like placing well, getting some nice fish. You know, I ended up doing decent last month. You, you know, came back but, like crazy. Yeah, yeah, that last day or two. You know, thank God I went to Kentucky because <laughs> that's where I, I got most of my numbers. I think almost all my fish came from Kentucky once I went up there because it was the last day or two before I, I don't even think I had a limit yet. And then I upgraded some fish this year, you know, uh, or I mean this month, you know, I'm sitting at 65 and a half and that's probably, I'm probably not gonna, uh, when is this month over? I, I, I wanted to look at that and I, I believe it's Tuesday. I think Tuesday. Oh, well, actually, I think it ends on the 30th. Okay. So, so I believe, or, well, or maybe the 29th. I want to say it ends like a day before the end of the month, just so we have a day to, you know, get everything together and everything. But, uh, so either... Monday, the day this comes out, or Tuesday. One or the other is the last day of the Noobs tournament. Well, maybe uh, I'll have to try and get out after work tomorrow then just to see if I can upgrade that one fish, see where I can get. So, But uh, I'm excited this Friday. Um, unfortunately, the camp that I usually counsel at, uh, the, we can't have kids this year due to the crappy COVID stuff. But uh, Friday, I'm heading up uh, to do a counselor work weekend. And as part of that, we will have some free time. So, and that is unpressured. It's awesome. So I'm hoping I can get July off to a really good start. So is, is that a, is that public water? Uh, is it, uh, does it have to be public water? Crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, at least I'll it, get some it experience. It would have worked for the spring madness tournament because we didn't really have that limit yeah. on there. Yeah, but there's no cell phone coverage. It's in the middle of the mountains, like the yeah. middle of nowhere. So, well, you know, at least maybe you'll be able to catch some nice fish and lots of them. Oh my gosh, just wait. I, I bet you on Monday I'm going to come back with some pretty nice pictures because <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm leaving the, the noob show. I'm no longer a noob. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Especially because they, they're it doesn't get much pressure to begin with, but with the camp not even running for the most part, it's going to have zero pressure. Uh, they're going to be hungry. So I'm looking forward to it anyway. Well, good luck with that. I, I was going to ask you, you know, that fish you caught the wicked willow on what, what trailer were you using? Like I was using uh, a Kitech, uh 3.8 fat, fat impact. 
Um, I had thrown a white one. I started off the day throwing a white one, and almost like my third, or third or fourth cast, something cleaned it off of that, off of that. Like just it, it hit it, but I, it yanked it right off, and I was like, oh. But, so that. then, um, so uh, after hearing you talk about the, the sun, what is it, sun, sungill, sungill, I picked up a pack of those, and that's actually what I caught it on. Um, so I wasn't sure it was really, really clear water. So I'm like, maybe white is too much. So that's when I switched to that one. And that's actually what I got the hit on. It was funny. Paul was just down the uh, water from me and I paddled up to him and said, Hey, how are you doing? You know, cause I hadn't had a, you know, caught anything at that point. And he was telling me, Oh, you know, I, I haven't had any luck either. I'm just trying on something different. And I cast like not right next to him, but in his general vicinity, and I hit the fish. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" And I reeled it in, and he was just laughing. So, um, so it was fun. But uh, it just happened to be right when I was parked right next to him. So, I'm That's like, awesome. "Sorry, man, I'll give you some space." He's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He he seemed like a cool dude. So yeah, definitely. I appreciate them letting me tag along, and him and uh, another friend of mine, Brian. Uh, they both kind of let me tag along with him. Brian ended up doing pretty well. I think he got second or third uh, in that tournament. So uh, it was just interesting watching him uh, and how he does things too. So, Well, awesome, man. You know, we kind of covered our fishing over the whole. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And uh, how we've grown from that, uh, tournaments and just fishing in general. Um, something I did want to say, you know, I meant to say it earlier when you were talking about, you know, you feel like you're pushed a little more doing the noob tournaments and stuff. And I feel the same way. Like last month, in that last day or two, whenever we didn't have, like the May tournament was over because we ended it like two days early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I fished and I was like, these fish mean nothing really because, you know, I don't have nowhere to submit them. So I've kind of gotten the addicted to, you know, being able to catch fish like, oh, I'm going to be able to, you know, upload these. I'm going to be able to upgrade some fish with these. So that that's really cool. So if you're still contemplating whether or not to do the noob tournament or tournaments in general, try out the noob tournament, man. Um, you know, you can sign up right now at, for the June or July one. And, uh, you know, just try it. It's 10 bucks. And, you know, it's, you get a lot of awesome, a lot of awesome people in the group. If you join the Facebook group and, you know, they help out a whole lot with, you know, any advice or questions you have. And it's, it's just, I don't know, just a lot of cool people, cool experience. You know, it, it makes you feel like you're actually fishing for something. But, uh, and just yeah. the, I mean, we celebrate each other's wins and, you know, 
pick each other up when we have tough days. So it, it's just, it's definitely a cool group and uh, grateful to be a part of it. And thanks to all the listeners and gu- the guys who've jumped in. And uh, I, I mean, there are specific people I see in there all the time and you guys are just helping to make it a great place. So thanks so much for all the, the contributions. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like we got an awesome community over there, especially for people that are new and kind of nervous. Don't really, you know, don't really know if they fit into the fishing world yet. Like that's the place for you. You're going to get help. You're going to, you're not going to be looked down upon or nothing like that. Not that you necessarily would, would anywhere else, but you kind of feel that way. Like, you know, I'm just now getting the confidence to do these like live tournaments and stuff. Cause I feel like I'm going to go there and be out of place now. You know, I, 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 I feel comfortable. The more of these things I do, the more confident I feel like, you know what, I might be able to compete with these guys a little bit. You know, I got right. second place last night, you know, it's out of 12 people, but, uh, you know, uh, I won one of the four, four, four events. So that made me feel pretty good. Right. And if yeah. you're, if you're like me, you know, and I, I signed up for kayak anglers, this is my third year as a member. And, uh, Saturday was the first tournament that I fished. And you placed eight. I did. And, and the first two years, I just kept a tournament date would come and I'd be like, ah, I just, I, I, I'm not going to catch fish. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm not going to do it. And so the new tournament really was kind of just a kick in the rear to be like, okay, you can at least for 10 bucks a month, you can get out there, just try it and, and see how you do. And, uh, you know, if, if that's the kick in the pants that you need to get yourself out on the water, then sign up. It's dirt cheap. And it's a great community. Definitely check it out. Sweet. All right, man. We, you got anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up? I was just going to give a, uh, just to, to the listeners of the Noob Show, we got some cool guests that we're working on lining up. Uh, we have a few people that actually have committed to coming on. We're just trying to get them, uh, get it, you know, the scheduling ironed out and stuff. So we definitely have some good stuff coming. So keep staying tuned to us and uh, we'll bring that to you as soon as we can. So. All right. Well, you, you told me last week you were going to make me do the outro, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> I don't. I was like, should I remind him or should I, I wasn't sure if you'd remember, but I was kind of thinking it was, uh, on you this time. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been bass fishing for noobs, bringing you the techniques, tips, and tricks, technique, techniques. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Yeah. I thought you uh, were going to nail it. Like I was like right off the bat and then you, you second guessed yourself. Should, should I get all like animated about it? This has been the Bass Fish for Noobs segment. Bring it through the techniques, tips, and tricks. Okay, it's been Bass Fish for Noobs, bringing you the techniques, tips, and tricks to help you rip more lips. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Later, y'all. All right, thanks. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin 
on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.